Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Hebrews. Today is episode 916, and we're looking at Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17. Let's read the passage. Obey your leaders and submit to them, since they will keep watch over your souls as those who will give an account, so that they can do this with joy and not with grief. So that would be unprofitable for you. This is the book of Hebrews. This is a letter, a written sermon, addressed to a group of Jewish Christians. And it seems they're starting to experience some persecution as Christians, and the temptation is to fall away from Christianity, fall back into Judaism. The author of Hebrews is arguing that that would be a mistake, because Christ is superior, superior to anything they could hope to go back to. In fact, Christ is the new high priest of the new covenant. The new covenant has replaced the old covenant. And the challenge is to live by faith, to persevere in faith. We're in chapter 13, final chapter of the letter. And he's been giving general ethical considerations, that is, how to live as Christians. He's not really arguing so much about the superiority of Christ anymore. What he's saying is, okay, here's how you live like followers of Christ. He talked about brotherly love, hospitality, helping those in need, chastity, contentment, following the example of leaders from the past. They challenged them not to go astray after strange teachings. He said instead, follow Christ, and that the sacrifices that we offer to God are praise, good works, and sharing. That brings us up to chapter 13, verse 17. And we're just looking at this single verse today. It's a verse that uh, sometimes people don't understand or want to push back on a little bit. It's pretty simple. He begins with, obey your leaders and submit to them. Well, he talked about leaders earlier, back in verse 7. He said to remember your leaders, emulate how they lived their lives where he gave the heroes of the faith back in chapter 11. Now he's using these leaders that have gone before, and he says, look to their lives, follow their example. But he gave a hint there about the authority, because one of the things we often get confused about is the authority of church leaders. Because here he says, obey them and submit to them. He gave some hints about the authority back in verse 7, where he says, the ones who preach the word to you. And mentioned then that the authority was based on the word of God. It wasn't so much the authority of them as individuals. The authority was the word of God. And I think that's the same idea here, is that these are current leaders, not leaders from the past. But their authority comes from the Word of God. And he gives a reason for the obeyed and submitting to them, since they keep watch over your souls as those who will give an account. Well, the way they appears in the Greek here is it's emphatic, and it's used with an intentional emphasis. And so it's almost as if it's they and no one else keep watch over your souls. So it's very much the emphasis here is that this is what they do. They keep watch over your souls. And what's he mean by keep watch over your souls? 
he's basically talking about their spiritual well-being. They are responsible to look out for your spiritual well-being. And keep watch is a kind of language used for a, like a military watch, or even sleeplessness of keeping such an intense outlook as those who will give an account. He doesn't say to who, but obviously he's talking about God. So they're responsible to God for your spiritual well-being, your spiritual growth, your spiritual development. And everything they do is based on the word of God. Then he adds, so that they can do this with joy and not with grief. So that is that they can keep watch with joy. Basically saying, let their pastoral duties be joyful and not with groaning, because the grief could also be translated as groaning. It says, that would be unprofitable for you. The word gets translated unprofitable. It's the only place it shows up in the New Testament. And it essentially comes from the, the word of meaning not worth the price. Unprofitable. So what's he saying here? Well, first, let's talk about the idea of pastoral authority. Pastoral authority, he already laid that out back in verse 7, is tied to the word of God. So when he's talking about obeying and submitting, he's tying it back to the, the word of God. Obey and submit to the word of God as being taught by the pastoral leaders. If they're teaching and preaching the word of God, then you must obey and submit to what they are teaching and preaching. Not to them personally, but to them as ones who bring the word of God. So that's the pastoral authority. Well, then there's also a pastoral responsibility. They're called to teach, encourage, exhort in accordance with God's word and give an account of how they have done this to the Lord. So they are under obligation to God for what they do and will give an account for what they do. So if it's all working well, the pastors are teaching the word of God and investing in people. Now, they're going to give an account to God to how they did it. And if it's all working well, this is great joy for the pastoral leaders to be doing this. And it is profitable for the people. So when this is working the way it should, it is great and wonderful because people are growing in their faith. People are growing in their relationship with God. People are developing and maturing in their faith. And it's a great joy for the pastors to be able to be doing this. And it's very profitable for the people to be engaged in this. The challenge he's focusing on is a challenge to the people, but it's a challenge for the pastors to make sure that what they are actually doing is teaching and preaching the word of God. But here the challenge is to the people. Well, then you better obey and submit to the word of God, what they are teaching. It's not the word of God as I like it. It's not the word of God as I think it should be. It is the word of God as taught and preached because it is the word of God. Paul uses similar language when he talks to some of the people he's writing to in 1 Thessalonians 2.20. He says, for you are our glory and joy meaning that what really lights him up is 
the spiritual growth of the people he is dealing with, the people he is ministering to. He writes to the Philippian church, Philippians 2.16, tells them, hold firmly to the word of life. Then I can boast in the day of Christ that I didn't run or labor for nothing. He goes along with the idea of profitability. He says that my, my prayer is that you guys will hold firmly to the word of life, that I am teaching you, that I am preaching to you. Then all this effort that I put out will have been profitable. John writes in Third John, verse 4, he says, I have no greater joy than this to hear that my children are walking in the truth. So there's great joy for, for the Apostle John, for the Apostle Paul, in that the people they are ministering to do grow in their faith. They do hold firmly to the word, that they do grow in their knowledge, grow in their walk with the Lord. It's incredible joy for them. It's incredible joy for anyone who is in ministry. But it's also profitable for the individuals to pay attention, to actually learn, to heed the word which is taught. It all hinges on the word of God. And the challenge for those in leadership is, are they sticking to the word of God? Are they faithfully preaching the word of God? And for everyone else in the church, are they actually listening to the word of God and growing in their understanding and following the word of God? Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Hebrews.